Hey guys, hope you're well. It's been a long time. I've been uh, I've been laid up for a while. You know, I've been uh, I haven't recorded a podcast in ages, uh, literally. I mean, yeah, it's been a while. So, uh, so this is just a, an update. Um, tell you where the podcast is going to go henceforth. Yes, it is. It's starting up again. For all you people out there who've had withdrawal symptoms, if there is anyone. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I'm going to tell you where I've been um, for this last while, and let's start with that. Actually, let's just let's just get going, right? So, basically, um, we all know what coronavirus and COVID nineteen is. Of course, everyone in the world knows what that thing is. And uh, you know, part of what I do is I have a brick and mortar business, a family business, family pharmacy. So when uh, the coronavirus hit and there was word that we might be going into lockdown in the UK. Um, prescriptions went through the roof. Everyone wanted their medications. Doctor surgeries thought, you know, we better you know, get bulk medication out to those people who might not be able to get their prescription during lockdown, etc, etc. You know, because no one really knew how severe the lockdown was going to be, what businesses would be allowed to operate, what organisations would be. So anyway, long story short... We have never been busier. I mean, it was just pandemonium um, in the pharmacy. So I was there, obviously, all hands on deck, and um, ended up getting sick because there was lots of people in and out. Uh, There's people coming in and out with COVID initially. It was just, it was chaos. We protected our staff um, to the nth degree, Um, you know, all the protective equipment, which we bankrolled ourselves, you know, we went and bought it all in, we didn't wait for any government handouts or anything like that, you know, because if our staff are sick, then there's no business, and if there's no business, then the community doesn't get their much-needed medication, and uh, that's just not good, that's no good for anyone, so, uh, yeah, anyway, right, I digress a wee bit there, but basically... Uh, probably the least protected person was me <laughs> because I had to go out um, and start controlling entry, you know, because we were just getting queues and queues of people lining up outside. And um, I actually had to just start letting four people in at a time, make sure people were social distancing. You know, back, you know, at that point in time, people are much more used to it now. But back then, people were, it was just a free for all. It was just a free for all. So, you know, I was standing there on the front line, as it were, um, and I, I did have a mask on and everything, but I had a little cut on my finger. And although I was wearing protective gloves and everything, trying to be very, very careful, something got into that cut. Um, yeah, and 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 a, a slight infection, or actually more of an inflammation, started in that cut, and it ended up ravaging my entire body. Um, and although it wasn't ever diagnosed it seems now that it was linked to covid um i've never been so ill in my life i was ill for about 12 days um you know i i was i was in bed i think for about 10 days um before you know you know the doctor finally said no you're gonna have to go to hospital so i'd I'd seen the hospital about a week before i went to hospital maybe five days actually Actually, it was four days, beg your pardon, before I ended up in hospital. I went to see the doctor on a Tuesday uh, and I was in bad shape and he could see that. He gave me some medication, he saw me again on the Friday to see if there was any improvement and there wasn't. I went the opposite way. 
doctor looked very concerned when he saw me on the Friday and just said, listen, straight to hospital, where I went and sat on a COVID ward for five and a half hours um, before being uh, admitted to hospital. And thankfully, I went down the green route, which was the non-COVID route in the hospital. But, you know, the only test that I got was a chest x-ray at that point in time, just to see if there was any spores in my lungs. But what I had been doing when I started getting sick initially was I'd been using antibacterial mouthwash and stuff, gargling to try and stop, because I'd heard that that could stop the virus going down into the lungs. Now, I think I may have done that, um, because if it was COVID, and as I say, it's never been properly diagnosed, then I think it may have manifested in another way. And it ended up, anyway, that I had uh, a viral infection um, of sorts. My joints were swollen. You know, all my major joints, elbows, knees, wrists, my hands were up like balloons. In fact, my whole uh, forearm was huge. Uh, in fact, even my biceps, when I think about it now, my, my, my arms completely swole up, my legs swole up, my forehead swole up, you know, just my glands, you know. Oh, I was I was in bad shape. I was covered in what looked like... Um, a bit like chicken pox rash that was on my back and in various places, but I had a different sort of rash on my arms and a different sort of rash here and there. It was just, it was, it was as if I had every vile infection known to man, and the doctors couldn't figure it out. Um, but yeah, when I went in the hospital, it took them about four days just to slow the thing down. I was very dehydrated when I got to the hospital as well, but they gave me a treatment. Um, known as Domestos, that's what we call it here, uh, where they just pump your body full of everything, fluids, antivirals, antibacterials, sorry, antibiotics, antivirals, uh, intravenously. And that seemed to do the trick after a few days. Um, and then after six days, I got out. And I thought, this is great. I'm out. I've, I've beat it. Fantastic. I'm all better now couple of days at home and I'll be right as rain. I didn't realise the recovery process uh, was going to take three months or thereabouts. Um, and it, it, honestly, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. But thankfully, I'm back. Um, I'm back doing my thing. You know, um, I, I'm back exercising. I rediscovered a love for biking, trail biking. Um, very lucky living in a, a place where you know I can uh, leave my house and and I can be in in a, a really nice wooded trail uh, without crossing any roads or anything. You know, just within seconds I'm off, and uh, and I've been doing a lot of that, uh, which has really got me back on my feet. Doing a little bit of uh, uh, lifting weights and stuff like that as well, you know. But yeah, getting there, really getting there physically. But the other thing was mentally. It was really difficult to get back into what I'd been doing. I'd, you know, I'd been building so many things online. I'd built a, I'd built a big training platform. I had, uh, you know, quite a few people subscribing to that platform. Um, it was very much in its infancy. It needed a lot of updates. Um, but I actually ended up having to shut it down because I just I couldn't run it. I couldn't run the thing, and I didn't think it was fair to the subscribers uh, because there was a couple of issues here and there that had to be tweaked, and I just I couldn't even. It, I'd actually announced that I was going to shut the thing off. I gave a, a month's notice and it actually took me two months just to get around to closing the thing down and cancelling all the subscriptions. So it was um, 
I was finding it very, very difficult to get into anything that was do that involved brain power in any way. So that was bizarre. Um, and uh, and of course, you know, it wasn't really my concern so much at the time. I was I was concerned for my wife, my kids. I hadn't seen much of them. I didn't want my kids to come anywhere near me. I didn't want them to catch anything. My wife, I'd asked her to stay back, but she wouldn't listen, thank God. Um, she put herself in harm's way to come and basically nurse me back to health right from the get-go. Um, you know, it was pretty serious. I, I probably wouldn't have been here if it hadn't been for my wife. Um, and I mean that, I'm not exaggerating. I, I got the last rites in hospital and everything. <laughs> so it was uh, it was quite severe. Um, certainly, as I say, the most ill I've ever been in my life, that's for sure. Uh, but there is a point to this. I have to stress upon you know just how how um how affected I was by it because I couldn't I just couldn't get back to you know doing things like the podcast you know maintaining the 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 membership the training platform that I had produced and uh, all that so I just couldn't get back to it um so I thought I really need I mean I couldn't even read a book but I thought I really need to do something that interests me you know. Um, I'd always always been interested in NLP because I've got a few friends who are master practitioners. Spent a lot of time actually with a friend of mine who's a master practitioner and picked up a lot from him by osmosis. You know, so I already knew a lot about NLP. You know, surface surface knowledge. You know, not really understanding the depths of it, but a lot of the terminology and maybe a couple of little techniques. Um, but anyway, long story short, of course, as Facebook tends to do, a course popped up for NLP. Uh, it was really good. Like the look of it, it was inexpensive, and I thought I'm going to do that because, as much as anything else, it's a way to get myself, you know, back into doing something. So I did it. It was a six-week course. Did that. Um. And as these courses tend to do, they upsell you towards the end. And I was happily upsold on a practitioner course. So I did that following the, the six-week course. Um, and yeah, I'm newly qualified now as uh, an NLP practitioner. I absolutely love it. I mean, it's always been a passion of mine to be, uh, well, to actually coach. You know, I've never, I've never actually set up a practice as a coach, but I do have other qualifications and I use it in business, um, use it with myself, I even use it with uh, my family when they're willing. <laughs> but NLP, um, that has just been absolutely staggering in terms of the results that I'm getting with it. And it's so quick. I mean, it's unbelievably quick um, to do as well when you know what you're doing. So uh, long story short, I've qualified as a practitioner and I am taking it to the next level. I've started a journey now which I'm really, really passionate about um, and it also really helps with the other things that I'm now starting to do again. You know, so I'm, I'm back online. Um, I've just built a new sales funnel with a membership program, just refreshing my memory. I, absolutely fantastic content. In fact, you can check it out at reset vit uh, resetvitality.com. Um, 
Yeah, and I think there's just a little holding page there and there's a link to the first product that I've put on there. So that's a newly formed company, ResetVitality.com. And what I'm going to be doing on there is helping people um, with their mind and body. So, you know, one of the things that I understood as well when I was sick, more than ever, you know, experience is always always better than reading something in a book, isn't it? Or, or hearing someone else's account. And my experience was, you know, I've been doing quite a bit of meditation and stuff before I got ill, but I found that I could not, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't meditate. I couldn't concentrate. And I think because my body was so ill, and it probably would have been the best time to meditate, but I think because my body was so ill, all my resources were going towards, you know, uh, getting my body back. Um, so it's amazing, you know, that if the body's not well, it's difficult to, you know, do things like meditate. So the, the, I learned from that that the, the mind and, you know, the mind and body connection, if your body is not uh, in good shape, then it affects your mind. And if your mind's not in good shape, well, clearly that affects your body as well. You know, if you, you could be really fit, but stressed, um, you know, your body could be really suffering as a result. So the mind and body connection became really, really clear throughout that, that period. And hence Reset Vitality was born. So what the company is doing, it's my, myself and my wife, we're, we're both, uh, we're doing it together, um, is we're going to be helping people with getting the body into shape and getting their mind into shape. And in some cases, both, because obviously there's a big overlap there. Um, yeah, and, and it depends. If you want to get your body to shape, it might be a mindset thing. Um, and if you might, you know, if you want to get your, your mind into shape, it might be, you know, you need to change your eating habits or something, you know. So so basically the concept, why is it called Reset Vitality? Well, the reason being is um, we're all okay by default. Right, so our default program, if you like, um, when we're children, is that we're okay. You know, so for example, when you're a kid, and I know this isn't the case. There are some kids out there um, who have very difficult upbringing. So I'm not, I'm, not, you know, I'm obviously I can't generalize across the board. But for most people, there's a point in your life where, you know, when you're a kid and you can just you can play in the corner, for example, um, you, you know, playing it, I don't know, cops and robbers or or whatever game you're playing and you just play out loud and, you, you you know, you've got no shame. You're not embarrassed to be talking to yourself and, and you're in your own little world. But as you get older, you become very self-conscious, don't you? When you hit sort of your teens, you wouldn't dare do that. You don't want to stand out. And you get all weirded out by everything and everything's cringy and stuff, you know. So, and as you get older, you do, you develop certain neurosis. And, you know, I always said to my to my kids um, and to anyone who listens to me, really, that, um, you know, some people, if you're talking to yourself, some people think you're mad. But I think you're mad if you're not talking to yourself, you know, um, because you do that as a kid. Anyway, the point is, when you're a kid, you're free, you know, in terms of things like that. And you're free in terms of... Um, uh, you know, worry as well. And again, yeah, I know some kids have got a difficult uh, environment to grow up in and they do worry. But, you know, uh, as I say, you know, most people, when you're a kid, you know, you're not worrying about bills and stuff. You know, that's for mum and dad to think about or 
um, or whoever is whoever is raising you. It's their um, it's their responsibility to to look after things like that. You don't you don't even you don't even have a concept of it, let alone have to worry about things like that, right? So, anyway, the default program we all have it. We're all born okay. It's only when we enter this world and and the the environment, the stimulus that we find, or the stimuli that we find in this thing we call the world, um, is when we start to get sort of pulled out of shape. Yeah, we get pulled out of shape. So, but but you know that default program that's in there always stays with us. Always, it's always there somewhere. It's it's our default setting. Think of it like a. Uh, a phone like a smartphone right it, that you've had for a few years and it's got some bumps and scrapes on it and it's probably got lots of useless apps on it that you never really look at and maybe it's got some silly games and things that distract you and clog the phone up too many videos too many useless blurred pictures and what have you you know you can actually take that phone and do a factory reset on the phone and what you'll find is Okay, it might still have a few bumps and scratches like we all do <laughs> as we get older, but the the actual program, the actual software will go back to as good as new. As good as it was the day that you got that phone, it will work like a dream. Just delete all the stuff off of it and just reset it back to factory reset. And, uh, you know, provided you haven't dropped it too much and the hardware is okay, of course, that phone will go back to working as well as it did um day one okay so that's the that's the concept of reset vitality we want to factory reset your mind we want to factory reset your body because if you go go back to doing healthy things with your mind with your body you know these you know your body and mind will respond it, it will it loves it it can repair itself it can reset so that's it and and with that reset you'll discover an inner vitality you know an energy um, inside that's always there. We just have to unlock it. Um, in fact, it's not even a case of unlocking it. We just have to remove the other things that are blocking it, the other things that pull us out of shape. So that's the whole concept of Reset Vitality. Very excited about it. Um, this podcast is the self-solver, so I'm going to talk to you about um, the journey of of creating that business, we better catch up to do because I have done a bit of work on it. Um, but the journey of creating that business and taking online, um, but also I've realised that the title of this podcast is quite profound for me uh, because the self solver can mean initially what it meant was if you come up against a, you know a roadblock with your journey in building a business, for example. Um, then solve it yourself. You know, there's lots of resources there. Don't don't wait around. Don't wait for someone to come and uh, help you out. You know, by all means, if you've got help, take it. But, you know, get on to Google and just Google it. You know, figure it out yourself. Just be a self-solver. Don't wait around. Just keep, keep pushing forward um, and p- push through your obstacles. But it means something else to me now. It means solving the riddle of self, right? So... In terms of self, in terms of you, you know, who you are inside, you know. And that this is another thing that NLP has really brought to the fore. As I say, you know, I've done a bit of meditation. I would consider myself to be quite a spiritual person, you know, fairly spiritual, I would say. 
I love meditating. I think it's so healthy and so energising. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we've got this inner self. Call it the subconscious. Call it your soul. Call it what you will. Um, but it kind of works against you sometimes. Um, and it doesn't mean to. You know, let's call it the subconscious, for example. It's always got a positive intention for you. Um, but sometimes you can have outdated programs um, that that aren't really serving you anymore, you know. Um, so, yeah, listen, I, I don't want to go into too deep. We're going to be talking about this in subsequent podcasts. So we're going to be talking about the mind, the mindset of building a business, not just the practical things. Um, of you know building a sales funnel or getting traffic, yeah, we will talk about that stuff. I'm going to share my journey. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and, um, I'm basically just going to document the journey. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I'm learning as I go along. Um, but it also is, it's going to include, um, getting the body in shape. It's going to include, uh, getting the mind in shape and getting your, getting your finances in shape as well. You know, getting your wealth. So, um. In fact, there you go. There's three core markets out there. We've got health, we've got wealth, and we've got relationships. And that's probably going to be what this podcast is about. All those things. <laughs> so, guys, listen, it's good to be back. Uh, I hope you missed me. But listen, if you liked the podcast that we've done so far, sit tight because they're going to get a whole lot better. Um, and I'm going to be posting several a week. That's the plan. So... Yeah, okay. Listen, brilliant. I hope you're all doing well and I'll speak to you all again soon.